And it's so easy to think that because you are earning five figures per project, which I am at this point, that you're running a sustainable business until you sit down and you realize you're barely staying afloat because you're so focused on the gross and not the net. Welcome to the Zoom In Podcast. I'm Tamara, a creative director and commercial lifestyle photographer, the founder of Darden Creative, a full service content creation agency, and your host for the Zoom In Podcast, podcast that highlights the stories and experiences of black women photographers. A little housekeeping before we get into it, Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment on iTunes or rate the Zoom In podcast on Spotify. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Hey y'all, welcome to this bonus episode of the Zoom In podcast. I am currently recording this between sitting on two yoga blocks and standing up because my back is on fire right now. I honestly don't know what happened, but in the past few weeks, I have agitated an old injury. Um, Side note, I'm looking for an ergonomic home office chair. So if you have any recommendations, please, please share. Um, And you're probably wondering why am I posting off schedule? And aside from the fact that I woke up in the middle of the night because my back was hurting. Um, I started getting this download about journaling my January takeaways, and I was going to share it on the Darting Creative blog, but I felt called to record these three aha moments that I had and some of the strategies that I'm implementing this year as I continue to run a creative service-based business. So here we are. Um, Some thoughts may be off the cuff. I did write out my thoughts as clearly and succinctly as possible. However, if I at any point go off of tangents, please bear with me. Or if it sounds like I am gasping for air, that probably means that I am standing up, (laughs) um, trying to alleviate this back pain. We're going to get this together, okay? Because I am going to be strong, healthy, and fit, all right? But this is is where we are right now. So January has been pretty good for me. In terms of pace, it's exactly what I was expecting it, which is slow. I have had a lot of space to think and reconnect with some friends and family. And honestly, it's a pace that I am continuing to embrace. I've been very introspective, which I know is uncomfortable for a lot of people, but it's my jam. Um, I'm able to think better in silence. So January is always a perfect time for me to do that um, and also write out some plans not only for the business, but also for myself. I tend to break down my annual goals into quarterly goals. It's just easier to digest that way for me. And more importantly, I focus on how I want to feel 
by the end of the year. So not just focusing on top line arbitrary numbers, but really focusing on how I want to feel by the end of the year and also throughout the year, because that helps me in my decision-making process with the activities that I want to participate in or the hobbies that I want to try, or even the clients that I want to take on in doing this work. And optimistically, I believe that the way your year begins is not how it ends. And I plan accordingly, as you will hear more about that in this episode. But I also check in on the vibes as well. So I definitely make sure that I leave space for pivoting and just having fun. That's something that I shared uh, with my Instagram audience a couple of weeks ago is that mama needs a life and mama has put in the work and I still enjoy this work, but I need a life. I need to have fun. So how do I want to feel by the end of the year? So by the end of the year, I want to feel proud. I want to be proud of sticking with goals, even if I needed to pivot. I want to be proud of the work that I will produce and sticking with my own personal goals. I want to feel secure. And security for me looks like having a healthier savings and sufficient tax savings, something that we tend to forget about often. And I want to experience or continue to experience and protect the freedom that I have built for myself over the years. In 2022, that was learning how to ride a bike. And this year, that looks like learning how to drive for real this time. And New Yorkers will understand. I miss hiking and I've also planned three intentional trips for the year. The dates are already on the calendar. In some instances, flights have already been booked. Deposits have already been made so that I can really stick to these trips. And I've also sprinkled uh, days off throughout the calendar. Some random, some intentional, but just so that I am intentionally making that space throughout the year so that it is not an afterthought or a, oh, I wish I did that then. I did all of that during the month of January. So then with this information, I then create concrete but flexible arbitrary markers. So if I'm saying that I want to save money, I then ask myself, well, how much? And then break that down by month. If I'm saying that I want to learn how to drive, I'll download the manual and study for the permit test and decide which DMV office do I want to fight with, et cetera, et cetera. You know the vibes when it comes to the DMV. So if your business was slow in January, I just want to let you know it's not about you. It never is about you <laughs> when it comes to business being slow in January. And I've shared some suggestions on what you can do during slow season slumps. And I've added a link to that article in the show notes. So why is it not about you? On a macro level, brands are still flushing out marketing budgets for the new year. And this year, 2023, is quite interesting because it's projected that marketing budgets are expected to decrease 
increase. And this can possibly be because of a possible recession, current inflation, and massive layoffs. So even with brand outreach happening towards the end of the year, which is something that I do, my Q1 is still relatively slower. And when I looked at my 2022 numbers, I noticed that 40% of Darden Creative's 2022 revenue was made in Q3. So between July and September. Q2, it was 18% and Q4, it was 20. And the reason why it was 20% in Q4 is because we closed up shop like November week two through the end of December. So instead of, you know, pushing against the natural flow of work and just the seasons of what winter represents, I've just decided to go with the flow the past two years. The one aha or aha number one is that I just need to spend less money. I mean, what a, what a novel concept. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Simply put, I, I need to do a better job of saving enough money at the end of the year, period, the end. Now, I'm not going to use this opportunity to be extremely critical of myself. I did start investing in the stock market and I set up an automated um, deposit into my retirement fund last year. And so I am extremely proud of myself. But sometimes it's just as simple as saying, I'm going to spend less because I know client work decreases between December and February. Which leads me to another aha that I had in January. Um, I've shared this with my Instagram audience where I was saying I need to really create a budget to figure out where the F (laughs) was my money going. And the gag is I simply wasn't bringing in enough clients at the right price. I'm going to let that marinate for a second. So. Even though Darden Creative generated 200000 at gross, which is phenomenal, I, Tamara Darden, an employee of Darden Creative, may only see about 70000 of that. And that's because of taxes, overhead expenses, education, contractors, personal bills, right? Like that all adds up. And I have a really good example to generate this. So let's say I, Tamara Darden, have a monthly goal of $15,000 a month. And let's say that Darden Creative books a job for $15,000. So you think to yourself, oh, Tamara, you've, you've hit your monthly goal. Anyone, I think, would say, man, I booked $15,000. I am done for the month. And like, that's amazing too. Like, don't get it twisted. That's great. But in my case, because I am running a full service photo and video production company, that $15,000 is the total project budget. So that $15,000 may also cover the prop stylist, any talent. So the model, the makeup artist, the manicurist, maybe prop expenses, because that's paid out at the end of the project. So let's say just for the purpose of this example, out of that 15,000, my takeaway to Mara as an employee ends up only being 7,500, which means if I want to make 
a total of $15,000 for the month, I need to earn another $7,500. Does that make sense? Are you following? And it's so easy to think that because you are earning five figures per project, which I am at this point, that you're running a sustainable business until you sit down and you realize you're barely staying afloat because you're so focused on the gross and not the net. And honestly, if I didn't embrace this slow season, who knows how long it would have taken me to recognize this. If anything, this empowers me to continue making the right client decisions and moves within my business. Because when you know better, you do better. And so this information allows me to save more and to do more of the things that I want to do outside of my business. And tangent, because this was not written down, this is why it's so important to separate yourself from your business. That's why in the example that I shared, I kept saying Darden Creative books a project for 15000 and Tamara Darden's the employee generates 7,500. It's because I am beginning to separate myself literally and figuratively from how much the business generates. And, and honestly, like it's so important to separate yourself from your business. Yes, it is a part of your identity, but if you're not careful, your self-worth and your self-esteem and your confidence gets wrapped up in your business, which is why when you don't hit a revenue goal, you feel like you're the failure when it's like, no, your business didn't do something that it was supposed to do. So let's fix this out. Let's fix this. Let's triage this so that we can do better the following month. I don't know if your mind exploded or not when I shared that example, but I just feel like when I discovered that it was just a soothing bomb that came over me, I find that this information is what separates a business that just skates by and one that prioritizes cash flow and sustainability, which brings me to another point, And that is y'all need to know your numbers. Like you need to know those things left and right, up and down. You need to ask yourself, do you know how much you need in order to break even? Do you know how much you need to make in order to make a profit? And if you don't know, you will always spin your wheels wondering why you're charging $200 per project and wondering why one plus one is giving you negative six. And just a little bit of tough love, if you feel like I wasn't there already, just going off of vibes is just not a good look. Like, let's not overcomplicate this. Add up all of your expenses plus how much you want to, to take home after expenses. So your expenses plus your profit. And let's say that number for this example is $1,000. Simplifying it, $500 is business expenses and $500 is in profit. Let's say for this scenario, you are a product photographer. Maybe that's one client or two based off of the capacity that you have in order to generate that income in the month. When I first started, I was charging $500 for 15 to 20 images that was inclusive of prop styling, prop expense budget, art direction, editing. And you can see why I increased my prices so quickly. Um, but this example 
should give you a clearer idea of then how much marketing you need to do in order to book that number of clients per month. So to wrap up this aha moment, you are running a business. We are running businesses, not charities. And you have to stop choosing to be a martyr. You are doing this for the money and what the money affords you, which is time, freedom, and security. And so therefore you are a business owner that needs money. Ray and I uh, talk about pricing for profit in episode one of the podcast. And I have shared a link to that episode as well in the show notes. Knowing now that I was not bringing in enough clients to hit my personal monthly uh, income goal, this led me to aha number two, or I guess number three. I realized the only hiring that I should be doing at this stage is support for marketing and business development and outreach. So marketing activities, period, the end. No VAs for admin because most of that is automated in my business. No associate photographers, just to say I have an associate photographer. None of that. <laughs> None of that. Other roles in my business are project-based and that is fine and I'm happy with that. When I first started making over six figures, I had found myself hiring roles that, that honestly wasn't necessary or were the wrong fit because I got wrapped up in the growth culture. But honestly, I just need fewer consistent roles than what is pushed in our, I guess, creative infopreneur space. A huge caveat with that is hiring isn't one size fits all. And it really has to reflect your financial capacity and how you want to run and operate your business. And so this is going to change based on the season that you're in. My clientele has shifted a lot in the last three years. We're quoting, you know, 13,000 to 35,000 or 50,000 isn't a stretch for me. The marketing has to change based off of the quotes and also that client's behaviors. In my experience, relationship building in the commercial space really is a long game strategy. And sometimes clients will not reach out until they actually have work to hire out for. So in theory, business development and outreach can be and should be a year round exercise. To be honest, like last year, we fell off of research, excuse me, of outreach um, because I was booked. I was booked and busy and having a really good time. However, it is something that me and my marketing coordinator are going back to this year. And also, I realized or I saw that there was an opportunity to do a better job of sharing more about the capabilities of what Darting Creative can do versus just always sharing on my personal Instagram. You know, through Darting Creative, I offer talent sourcing and hiring, art direction, creative direction, uh, project budgeting, set design, professional retouching, in addition to photography and styling and I really want the content this year to do a better job of showing all of those capabilities. And I'm really excited, excited to uh, work with my marketing coordinator to create that content. So I'm really excited to, to share that and have that roll out uh, for you out there. With all of that information, I have determined what the marketing objectives are going to be and the how for doing that. I find that less is more. Like if you go into a strategy trying to solve 
five or six things simultaneously, you're less likely to achieve them. Um, and so the marketing objectives, I only have two. The first is building thought leadership as a photo and video production agency owner. And two, expanding our network in order to generate more leads and therefore clientele. And the way that we're doing this is with a few strategies. Some may, more, may work, some may not. Two of them I'll quickly talk about. The first one is an increase in content ownership. So examples of that is the podcast, um, increasing blog writing to improve SEO and the biweekly newsletter. And I'm using this as an opportunity to plug the biweekly newsletter. The link to subscribe is going to be in the show notes. And the second strategy is shifting our social media efforts from Instagram to LinkedIn. Instagram, we will utilize as a place to maintain a presence and share recent work updates. But I really want to focus on sharing and showing my thought leadership in the LinkedIn space. And I think the other reason why I want to share on LinkedIn is because I don't believe it requires posting every day five times a day. And also the clientele that we need to continue to reach out to and partner with is on that space. It's much easier to find the decision makers on LinkedIn as opposed to swim to find the needle in the haystack on Instagram. I think the biggest takeaway from these strategies are that they have more latent or delayed potential, meaning we're planting the seeds that lead to delayed but more impactful results. And this is gonna vary based off of the season that you're in. When I first launched my business, I knew I needed to build brand awareness. And the easiest way to do that was through Instagram. It was easy to create and schedule content to generate interest and grow my sales, especially based off of the price point. But Darting Creative is growing and the strategies have to reflect this new growth and the price. You know, I, I could be wrong about all of these strategies. I don't think that I am. Um, and I'm willing to figure out that I'm 60% right by the end of the year, by, by, by implementing these strategies than to not try it at all. And these strategies are based off of data and the experiences that I've had the past two and a half, three years. I, I think it is the right thing to do. But again, won't know until, until we try, won't know till the end of the year. So that's that. Now, keep in mind, these marketing objectives and strategies are based on the current level of investment, the clientele and the clientele's behaviors, and how I want to continue running my business. So I'm sharing this information to give you a little peek behind the curtain, but please use these strategies at your own risk. And to wrap this up, I wanted to use this opportunity to share two points. The first is entrepreneurship. Like this thing that we're doing, entrepreneurship, it's like a game of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. And you can be really phenomenal at photography and the techniques, but if no one knows who you are, you're wasting your time. On the flip side, you need to niche down. 
you need to have a proof of concept that you can deliver consistently in a certain expertise. And deciding which one to focus on, whether it be marketing or mastering your craft, is a constant balance that you need to figure out. One may take over the other, depending on the season that you're in and vice versa. But here's real free game. In the very beginning, at least the first three years, you need to do both. It is unavoidable. The second point, and this is quite touchy, this may be, may be uh, a little sensitive for some folks, but know that there will always be people who will gatekeep, whether they're white, black, Asian, Indian, male or female, or man, woman, non-binary. Anyone who feels threatened will gatekeep. Some black creatives aren't provided opportunities simply because we're not in the room making the decisions. Some creatives will walk into a room and close the door behind them. I've seen it. And there is nothing you can do about them. There's nothing you can do about them. But ask God or the universe, whoever you pray to, to shield and protect you from coming in contact with those people, having the power of discernment. Your job in this life is to simply focus on what you can control and that is your output. Build your own table if you must. And I really do believe that there is enough for everyone. At the same time, we all have to make an intentional effort to create an equitable environment for all of us to thrive. And lastly, on this point, Black women are the future and we are the moral compass of society. That is all. So I guess that is aha number four. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> So this concludes this short and what I hope was a helpful bonus episode. Again, it is just my thoughts, a little peek behind the curtain for how this ship is run. And I hope this gave you some insight on not only how I run this business, but how much intention goes into making sure that it succeeds so that I succeed and also the amount of space that is built in for pivoting and just having fun. Because at the end of the day, I make changes to make sure I'm still having fun while making money and it feels good to me. Making money should be fun, not a burden. If you like this episode, please let me know by sending me an email at Tamara at DardenCreative.com or find me on Instagram at Tamara.Darden. Again, thank you so much for your time, for sticking with me. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. And until the next episode, peace. This wraps up another edition of the Zoom In Podcast, a podcast that highlights the stories and experiences of Black women photographers. First, thank you for listening. And if you like what you've heard, please share with your crew. And second, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode.